Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and he named him Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Please be comfortable. Good, good evening. Ooh, and it is evening, isn't it? It's so dark. These are the, well, not the darkest day of the uh, uh, longest night of the year, but pretty darn close. But they start getting shorter, the nights. These nights, though, um, for me, make it hard to get up in the morning, but they make for really good sleep, cozy slumber, and, uh, and good dreaming, too. Do you all have good dreams this time of the year? Wild dreams? You do. You're not alone. You're not. I, um, I bet some of you at least saw the picture of those Tulane Med students. Fifteen black Tulane med students went to Whitney Plantation and posed with their, their lab coats on, standing tall and proud, um, just like sentinels of hope. Um, did you hear about that? Had you all heard about that? They, um, what had happened was one of the students uh, had visited Whitney Plantation this summer with his eight-year-old daughter. And Whitney Plantation, if you, haven't, if you don't know or if you haven't been there, is... is I think really the only plantation, certainly the first plantation, to tell about plantation life from the perspective of enslaved people. And so Russell Leday, an African-American man, and his eight-year-old daughter went to Whitney Plantation. And after hearing about, learning about, um, envisioning the ghastly conditions that their ancestors lived through, um, started their drive back to New Orleans. And his eight-year-old daughter said to her, Dad, it's a really big deal to be a black doctor. I mean, you just got to think about how far we have come. You got to tell that story. So he got to thinking about it. And so he did. Over the course of this first semester, he talked to people at Tulane. He talked to some of his students. And so they went back, 15 of them, and they posed on the porch of the former slave quarters. These doctors. And what he sent out with the picture and a tweet was, we are our ancestors' wildest dreams. How could they, I wonder, could they even have had that wild of a dream to imagine 
that 250 or so years later, their descendants would now be standing there training to be doctors. And not just doctors for people of color, but doctors for all of us. All this integrated America. Now, that's not to say that there's not work to be done here, but it does say yes. Sometimes even the wildest of dreams come true. You know who has the wildest dreams of all? God. God has this crazy dream that the brokenness of this world, the warring between nations, the, the illness among peoples, the sinfulness of our systems, even our relationships with our families, all of that can be healed, can be reconciled, can be brought back into the world that God created. That's a crazy dream. Maybe beyond our wildest imaginations. But that's, that's God's dream. What's even wilder than that, though, is that God calls us in, into the, that wild dream. God invites us. God, it, it seems, even needs us in order to make this dream come true. Joseph found out about those dreams, didn't he? Joseph, being a righteous man, doing all the right things, following all the laws correctly. He was a righteous man. And so when his betrothed, which is to say basically his wife, turns up pregnant, that means that he has to follow the law, which would prescribe for that infidelity, probably stoning. But more than righteous, Jesus, uh, Joseph is merciful. So Joseph decides to just dismiss her quietly. So Joseph isn't being cruel. He's actually being kind and merciful with his decision to dismiss her quietly. And then he decides to sleep on it. And that's when he gets called into this wild dream of God. The angel of the Lord appears to him in his dream and says, Joseph, son of David, remember you are a son of David as part of this house of David and all that that implies. Remember, you are part already of this wild dream of God to bless all the nations through Israel. So... Joseph has a choice to make. And he wakes up. And what does he do? All that the angel of the Lord commanded him. He takes Mary. He takes her as his wife. And then he names Jesus. Which is to say, he adopts Jesus as his own. You see, wild dreams of like God's they scare us and they inspire us. They cause us to hope, but they also cause us to fear. And Joseph and Mary in her own right, Luke's Gospel tells Mary's perspective, but both of them are caught in the middle of God's wild dream and they have a choice. Am I going to be inspired or am I going to be afraid? Am I going to hope or am I going to fear? And Joseph and Mary both choose to say yes. To say yes to God's wild dream. They choose hope. 
it's interesting that throughout Matthew's gospel, uh, Joseph continues to have dreams. At least the part of the, of the gospel that covers that. Don't tell you how many dreams he had that maybe Matthew didn't know about or didn't record. But what I'm trying to say is that when we say yes to God's wild dreams, when we choose hope instead of fear, we don't always know the, the, all of the steps that get us there. Joseph didn't. He just said yes to taking Mary as his wife. And then when Jesus is born, he names him. And then he has another dream that says, you better get out of there, Herod is coming. So they flee to Egypt. Then he has another dream that says, okay, it's safe to go home now. And then he has another dream that says, "Ah, better not go there, you better go to Nazareth. When we participate in God's wild dreams like this, God continues to give us the path. But we may not know the path when we set out on the journey. But if we keep choosing hope, Instead of fear, if we keep choosing to be inspired rather than afraid, then God's wild dreams do come through through the work that that we do, that we get to do. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? This wild dream of God's that we get to be a part of. So as we come to this Advent 4, we can learn from Joseph and Mary, we can decide... Will we choose to be part of making God's wild dream come true? Will we do our part in choosing hope to make God's dream come true? Dream of a reconciled world. Peace on earth, goodwill towards mankind. Um, I I brought this poem because it does deal with... um, with life and the choices that we make. Uh, do you know Mary Oliver? Have you all know, know uh, the poet Mary Oliver? This is her poem called Mornings at Blackwater. For years, every morning, I drank from the Blackwater Pond. It was flavored with oak leaves and also, no doubt, the feet of ducks. And always, it assuaged me from the dry bowl of the very far past. What I want to say is that the past is the past and the present is what your life is and you are capable of choosing what that will be, darling citizen. So come to the pond or the river of your imagination or the harbor of your longing and put your lips to the world and live your life. It seems to me that in in the incarnation, God has put God's lips to the world. What a wild dream that is. Our invitation is to choose to also drink from that well, to choose hope over fear to live that life today and tomorrow and the next. To live our life choosing hope.